0: Learning in the parish of the Maral and Perclavus in the mission of Antigonus and that is, don't be like those servants who serve on a nestleable price, rather be like those servants who serve not in order to get a reward. Or in his Gersa, in order not to get a reward. And the reason for that is, is because when a person is serving to get a reward, so it's really self-service. He's doing what's best for him. Whereas somebody who has in mind, of doing this, I'm doing this in order to bring pleasure to Hashem. I'm doing this in order to do what our wants. So then, his motivation isn't for himself, his motivation is for Hashem. And like the morale points out, that's the derech, that's the way that a person can bring himself to a level of Aves Hashem. As we know from the famous principle of Rav that there are between people too. And that is a person who feels I'm doing something solely for the benefit of another person. I wrote, it's a person who wants to work on connecting more to a feeling of love for their friend, having a nice, he should work to do what's best for them. And the feeling of, I'm doing for you, my motivation is what, what will make you happy, what will be best, is almost uh, appreciated by you, the more a person thinks like that, the more it creates a feeling of connection to the object of whose is, who is, uh, activities are focused on. And similarly by Hashem, if a person's attitude to the mitzvah says, this is for my way to my ball, this is the way for me to further my career, or this is the way for me to achieve what I need, so then his motivation is really himself. But if a person's feeling is, because it's why I'm doing this because this is the way I can show you gratitude. This is the way I can um, bring you pleasure, cause you nachasruach. And then that's something which will add to and increase the person's avas And now I want to share with you an, a beautiful idea, which the morale himself alludes to later on. And that is, as we know, every statement made by one of the Tanai empirical Avas wasn't a random piece of good advice. It was something which was crafted specifically either for the generation who needed to hear it or for the person who was saying it. And if that's the case, this this idea that a person should serve Hashem without an ulterior motive, why was that specifically <coughs> taught to us by Antigonish Yisraiki? So let's look at the time when Antigonish Yisraiki lived. We know Antigonish Yisraiki was a Talmud of Shem Shimon like we saw in the previous Mishnah, was the tail end of the Angelina Zagadola. The Angelina Zagadola was an assembly which still comprised of Naveem. And if that's okay, Tariq rubbed shoulders with Naveem. He was still aware, he came in contact with Naveem. He was very aware of what a Navi was. They first though, post-Navuah, the first generation of people who had no experience directly of what Nebuah meant, who had never contacted them, we had never met them, was the Darah of Antigna Shusecheh. I let's understand something. The experience of Nebuah was the ultimate Aivas Hashem, the ultimate closeness. The fact that a person could hear Hashem speak. The fact that a person could speak to Hashem and feel Hashem's response. That created a level of Amos Hashem like nothing else. And if that's the case in a door where there was no longer Nebuchadnezzar in a door where there was no longer that experience and that ability to connect to Hashem in such an open, and such an intimate way, so to speak, of hearing Hashem speak. So besides the fact that we lost the benefit of Nebuchadnezzar that we can't replace. But there's another point we lost as well. And that is, we lost the way to connect to Ava Hashem When there we were Naveen, when that was the way to a person would experience Ava Hashem. Whereas, when there was no longer the war, and there's no longer the ability to connect to Hashem and hear Him, and interact with Him in that way, so then how does a person experience Ava Hashem? And that's what Antigonish Yisrahi comes to tell us. Antigonish Yisrahi comes to tell us, that I'm giving you another option of how to develop Ava sushim. And that option is by being like those who Misham Mishasarav Shalel Nasna Kavel Press. Those who are serving Hashem without intention of getting a reward. Because that's the way that a person can generate Ava on their own, even if they're not living. But the feeling that they have that Hashem, this is what I'm doing for you, my, my motivation, what I'm doing, is, so to speak, to bring you happiness, to bring you pleasure. That's the way to develop Ava as well. And when the is no longer an option, so then we're searching for other ways to express Ava Sashem. That's the first part of what Antigonus says. But now we know the Mishnah has a second phrase as well. There's a second piece of advice that Antigonus gives us. And that is, The fear of heaven should be upon you. And this sounds like a strange thing for Antigonus to tell us, because what's he telling us new? This is a Pasuk in the Torah. We're already instructed in its a Hashem Elokechatiro, which means to fear Hashem. And that's the case, Antigonus is coming to reiterate the Pasuk. what's he coming to add? And once again, why was there something unique to Antigonus? So tell us we need to have Yerashamayim. every Dara always needed Yerashamaim. Similarly the Maral asks, and it's a nice question. Why do we always talk about Yurash Why don't you talk about Yeras Hashem? Fear of Hashem. Uh, the, the apostle says As Hashem lekech, a person should fear Hashem. And then we therefore should, should talk about Fear of Hashem. Just like we talk about Ava Hashem. What's that gotta do with Shemaim? Shemaim is the heaven. So it's fear of heaven as we said in English. What about heaven? We don't have love of heaven, we have love of Hashem. And that's because okay, so we have fear of Hashem too. And yet the expression not just here but in other Mishnah as well. And in our davening, we ask for Chaim Shia Shemaim. Why is it always Yerash Shemaim? So let's see what the morale says. It says Shemaim Alechem. The second piece of advice that Antigonus gives us is that we, there should be a, a, fear, a feel, feeling of the fear of heaven upon us. After warning us to have Ava, so then we instruct him to have Yira as well, because one needs both. The nature of a person who loves somebody else is he feels connected to them. But and that closeness takes away Yira. Ava's is an expression of closeness, of togetherness. Yira is an expression of distance. Something I'm afraid of, I mean awe of. So I step back. Um, I'm, I don't consider them to be my equal. I don't consider us that close. It's rather somebody who's greater than I. And therefore, that Yira makes a distance. So, on the one hand, it's important to develop Ava, But on the other hand, the danger of Ava is that it's it can take away, so to speak, the feeling of year that a person has to have as well. Marshall, a person who mentions Hashem's name. If there's something I love, or someone I love, then of course I'm happy people talk about them. That's my favorite topic. And if that's the case I'm always happy to to discuss the object of my love. But Vidavaz Vatlayera Kiyashia Yareva Yiboil Kashma tells Hashem Nayira. On the other hand, <coughs> to mention Hashem's name the whole time is saying being mask Hashem Shmaim the Vatala, saying Hashem taking Hashem's name without reason and that's something a person should be afraid of. It's uh it's a lack of Yarashmaim, so to speak, to mention Hashem's name Without good cause. So even though as a person who is the eye of Hashem. Would want to mention Hashem. It's a topic you're interested in. It's something he's always talking about. Similar to the said about the Torah. He Torah Because I love the Torah, so that's what I talk about all day. It's my interest. It's my focus. It's what where, where my thoughts are always headed. And if a person loves Hashem, then you should talk about Hashem all day. As we see by Yosef, Hashem uh, Shemayim was shagur b'piv. But on the other hand, uh, mentioning Hashem's name the whole day is going to run the risk of violating mentioning Hashem's name for nothing. And a person should have a yiras uh, uh, which is that he doesn't say Hashem's name for nothing. Hashem's name can only be said when it's appropriate. It inspires awe. <laughs> It's true a person is going to love Hashem, but not as a comrade, not as an equal, someone he always feels that connected to that he doesn't have to respect. Remember that Hashem is in heaven, you're in the world. Because you know Hashem is in the Shem, you're in the Oret, you will have fear of heaven. And that where the Ava that a person is working on, developing, isn't going to take away from the Yira. We don't find the idea of Ava Shemaim. We find Ava Shemaim. Whereas by Yira, it doesn't say Shem, Always Shemaim, says sometimes Yira Shemaim, in this mission, Ava Shemaim Aleichem. Why? Okay. Because Yrab means the person feel that he's separated from Hashem. Whereas an Avab makes a person feel that he's connected. And that's when it comes to connection, says is Hashem whereas a year it's the dinner of Yira of shemay. Okay, so we read the moral inside. I think we need to add a few words of explanation to explore the the principle he's trying to say. Uh, that yira is uh, uh, that what causes the balance of the ava, which if on its own isn't the, yet the right way to serve Hashem, what causes the balance? That is yira, and the yira is yira because Hashem is in the Shemaim and you're in the world, and therefore the yira Shemaim. What does he mean? So I'd like to suggest an explanation. As follows, <coughs> we spoke about Antigonus being. The first star, post taking this, giving us advice how to regain or reclaim the levels that we didn't know how to get to without Nevur. Now, on the one hand, there's a level of Ava. Hearing Hashem speak causes tremendous closeness. But there's a second point to Nevur as well. And that is, and this is before first in the psukim, specifically in Daniel, where he talks about beholding prophecy, and it's not even a prophecy from Hashem, it's prophecy from a Malach. And he says he was overcome by trembling, he couldn't move his limbs, he was paralyzed by fear. Navur came with a tremendous fear. Why? Because when a person's horizon is expanded, that he can behold the spiritual dimension. When he's lifted into a realm which is way, way greater and holier than he is, then naturally a person feels afraid. A person feels himself, like the Ramam writes, the means, when a person sees himself... As a bria a small, meaningless, insignificant being in front of such vast greatness, and therefore yira fear of Hashem or fear of the magnitude, the greatness of the spiritual realm, preceded in the and of a navi on the one hand. Would have to rise beyond the physical, into trans- transporting himself, so to speak, in a spiritual sense, to be able to connect to the spiritual realm, and that was a terrifying experience. The vein would fall down, the vein would shake; they wouldn't be able to control their, their limbs, like the like the say, like the say. Let's look at something fascinating. Let's talk about what the Torah says about the Jewish people, the foot of Har Sinai. They gathered expectantly, they're waiting to receive the Torah. And Hashem says to Moshe, I want you to go down and make gates. Put barriers around the mountain. Why? Because I'm scared what's going to happen is when I begin to speak, then saw Hashem rose, they're all going to crash forward. They're all going to so kind like surge towards where they're hearing the Hashem's voice speak from. And uh, it's going to cause them to die. And therefore, Hashem tells Moshe, I don't want there to be a possibility of Klai Yisrael, so to speak, pressing forward to get closer to the source of the Deba. It's going to cause death. And therefore, make sure that the mountain is well guarded. it's well-barricaded, that nobody can do that. And therefore, we think, the Klai Yisrael's uh, feeling would have been that they're trying to get closer, they're trying to surge forward. But just a few pzikim before that, we we'll see another passage. And it says that the day maybe the two days before Hashem gave us the Torah, there was the kol God gadol Ma'it. There was this tremendous blast of the shayfar. And how the Klai Yisrael react to the shayfar? It says, Zayar am Klai Yisrael heard they shook and they ran backwards they stood at a distance the, the deafening so to speak Sandra sound of the shofar was so strong that Klai Yisrael in fear ran back and Chazal take this to an even further step on the Pasuk Malachi us, Yidoiden Yidoiden the Malachim of Hashem they walked them forward step by step it says it's talking about this incident that when Klai Yisrael beheld the fire in Hasinai and they heard the tremendous sound of the shofar so they fled in fear and it needed the malachim to come and slowly bring them back again and draw them back to the heart and that's the case we see a contradiction we see a contradiction was the experience of Hasinai something which would make people want to come forward or something something which should make people want to run away? Hashem says I want gates around Hasinai because otherwise the people are going to come forward Whereas the experience even before Hashem spoke was something so terrifying, so awe-inspiring, so powerful, that it caused the people to flee in fear. How do you understand that? And the answer is, this is the yasad. There's two stages. The first stage is being transported into the spiritual realm. Being transported into the spiritual realm because that's what a person needs to be brought to Tuget to And that's something which is a terrifying experience. That's something which is so much more powerful, something so much more great, something so much more holy than a person, that it's, it's overwhelming. It's overpowering. But then there's the next part. And that is, when a person is there, and he hears Hashem speak, A person's neshama wakes up at such a closeness, was such a connection, that a person wants to run forward, a person wants to connect more and more. And that's exactly what happened by Harasinah. The experience before Harasinah, when Kairi Yisrael saw the fire and heard the shofar, was a means of bringing them to a spiritual level that they were able to hear Hashem. That was overpowering. That was terrifying. That experience made the Jews turn and flee. When Hashem said, but when I'm going to speak, then a person who hears Hashem feels such a connection and such a closeness, he's going to run forward. And then at that stage, you need the gates around the mountain. To stop that happening. And that's the insight. A Navi, a Navi didn't have a problem of how to balance Ivan and Europe. He automatically experienced both. Being elevated to the plane where he's able to receive the came with tremendous Yira. But when he actually heard Hashem speak, then is overcome by Ava. We can say that a bit more. Ava is a feeling, Yira is an awareness. The awareness of something much greater than a person inspires you. The feeling of connection brings the other. And therefore, a Navi felt both. His awareness of the spiritual dimension, which is so much more great, and so much more powerful than the Navi's existence in this world, brought a tremendous era. But then after that, the feeling of closeness, of hearing Hashem, and being drawn to him, brought tremendous Ava. And therefore, by no way there was avo. What Antigonus is telling us is that in the post-nivur world, where I've told you that you need to, I told you that you need to work on finding another method, another direction to develop Ava Sashem, But it can't be Ava Sashem by itself. One needs era as well. And how are we going to how are we going to cause that era? How are we going to bring a person to that era? So he calls Murashemaim. K Hashem And that is, Hashem is in a different dimension. And the awareness of the spiritual dimension brings a person to fear. It brings the person to awareness of something much stronger and much greater than he. And that's exactly what the Rambam says. The Rambam says, You say that at the beginning of Parak Base. He says that what brings a person to Yeris Hashem, or better, how can a person bring himself to Yeris Hashem? He said when he's mispoin then, when he focuses, reflects on the greatness of Hashem's Bria, the vastness of the cosmos, the intricacy of the cell, the understanding and the planning and the thought which went into how the whole Bria fits together. So he sees intelligence and he sees understanding and he sees a design more complex than you can begin to understand more complete more great than he could ever fathom and therefore he's going to feel and I'm quoting the album again, that again I'm a small insignificant creature standing in front of perfection we don't have the ability to access the spiritual dimension but at least in Chokhmah in understanding so then we can be aware of something which far far surpasses us and that brings this feeling of year and I want to ask you a question if the Ramam found it necessary to tell us how to develop our year so why doesn't Antichrist say the same thing he just says you should have fear of heaven on you why didn't he tell us how to do it just like he told us what to do as a way to develop Ava, why does not tell us what to do as a way to develop here? And to answer the question I want to suggest, we have to go back to seeing again the time that Antigonus lived in. Antigonus lived after Shemrach Tzadik died. That was the beginning era of the second verse of Megdash. That was even before the Hanukkah story. And now we see a Yisad. And that is, when there was a of HaMikdash, one didn't need to be given instruction how to get to Yerush recession Merely viewing the Beis HaMikdash in action brought a person to your recession How do I know that? Because the Pasuk in the Torah. And the Pasuk says, explaining what is the Mitzvah of mass The Mitzvah of Ma'as Shani is that a person should take a tenth of their earning and eat in new now, if we assume that people used to farm for themselves, for their own subsistence, so a tenth of one's earnings means the amount of food a person would eat in a tenth of a year. So we're talking about five weeks or more that a person was fed in Yerushalayim. And the Torah wanted that. The Torah wanted every Jewish farmer from throughout the length and breadth of Israel should have to be in Yerushalayim for five weeks a year. Why? The Passock itself says, the man Tilma the Yirah as Hashem and the So that you learn to fear Hashem. Being in Yerushalayim is going to teach you how to fear Hashem. How does it do that? Taesis explains that seeing the base of mikdash in action, that itself was a way, a, a, so to speak, a window into seeing the a little bit of the greatness of Hashem. And that brought people to fear. And the man told me there, you'll learn Europe. And it wasn't just Jews. We always say this before Tisha and The passage in the talks about non-Jews who visited the base of Mikdash. And it's not talking about any uh, simple person. It's talking about their kings. And the passage says, <laughs> the kings of different countries, they met up and they wanted to tour the world, they went around together and one of the places on the itinerary was Yerushalayim and they came to Yerushalayim to behold what Yerushalayim had to offer to see the sights taking the atmosphere of Yerushalayim and they saw Cain Tomoh, they were amazed they were frightened they were trembling Shaking overtook them. What happened? No one was punishing them. They didn't do anything wrong. But they saw the base of HaMikdash. And that was enough to have such an extreme reaction of fear. And the answer is yes. Because seeing the base of HaMikdash brought a person, into, so to speak, into contact with a dimension which is much greater. It was a mayayn. It was a miniature, so to speak, of feeling what the spiritual dimension is like. And therefore, when a person comes in to confront that, so he feels that year. And therefore, Antigonus didn't have to tell us how to develop your Antigonus lived in the the Zabar Samikdash. To develop Yos Hashem, it's very simple. Go look at the Besamekdash. The Rambam, who lived after the Besamekdash, and then we don't have that window to see the spiritual dimension, so the Rambam has to teach us what to do to develop your Hashem. But the principle, the point, is what Antignaus was telling us, you need to have a balance. There needs to be I there needs to be The Naveem, by the very experience of Navur, had this balance. That was the way you got nevah. And if we're trying to find alternatives when isn't nevah, so we can work on other ways to, which can develop ava, we have to, and we have to make sure to utilize the tools we have to to install in ourselves a sense of iraq. I'll give you another example. Eliyahu Novi says he ran away to Harakhorev and Hashem wanted to appear to him. And the parcel goes to detail the experience of receiving nevah. And Yahweh he goes and stands outside in the cleft of the rock and there's this tremendous wind. And after rip-ball, there's a hurricane. And then there's an enormous fire. Roaring fire of enormous proportion. And after a deafening rash, a deafening noise. And afterwards, Hashim speaks. And what does the experience end up experiencing? Without the Kabbalah, Shabbat. He was being transported into a spiritual realm, and in that realm you could hear Hashem speak. But the connection to a spiritual realm is something which is extremely powerful. It's overpowering. It's intimidating. It's awe-inspiring. When Hashem speaks afterwards, it's not with that same power, and it's not with that same fear. It's a cold mama daka. In comparison to the experience of being brought to the Shamayim, hearing Hashem speak is like a small voice. That comes with a tremendous kedusha. The experience of hearing Hashem speak is it draws a person to connect. And therefore, it says Antigonus, we have to build that same balance in ourselves. And now one last point we want to add in, this is the maral the he says, We find that all the next six generations of the leaders of Kha Yisrael, starting with Antigonus' own Talmudim in the next Mishnah, were always pairs. They're called the zugis the pairs. And each one, the Kha Yisrael was led by two people. We know from Kha one was the Nasser, one was the Abbasid. But together, they led Kha Yisrael. So it was <coughs> a dual leadership. Whereas Antigonus is only one person. Why? Says the Mara. Because we're going to find that Antigonus came to expand on what Shemrata said. And Shemrata said, let's read inside. And what is the name of the Mara? And what is the name of the Shimonat-Sahdik spoke about the pillars which hold the world up. We the Torah, avoiding the Miros Khasadim. And what is the name of the Mara? And now we're going to talk about and we're going to refine the principle of avodah. How does a person serve Hashem properly with this balance of Ava and Yer? And therefore this is an elaboration of the principle of avodah. And why it's and he's only one person, he didn't have a partner, to teach us ki A person needs both. And if we would have two different people, one telling us you need to serve Hashem with love, one saying you need to serve Hashem with fear, then it would seem to us that it's two options, it's two different approaches. And that's how we need one person to say you need both. You need Ava you need Yira. They complement each other, they work together. That's the principle. Now, how to develop Ava's Hashem or Yira's Hashem? This is the things a person can do to increase his Ava, the things a person can do to increase his Yira, and the person needs to work on both. Therefore, Antigonus's Khedesh was a person needs both, and there needs to be one person who could say that you need both. But then, after him, in the following Jairus, Ava had Zug and Shiboah HaReim, Echin and Azug had a Master Shiboah Now we are going to see when the two spoke. So one of them focused on what a person can do to increase the Ava and the other one what a person can do to increase the yira. and then again they aren't arguing with each other as Talmudian and Talmudian Talmudian of Antigonus they're working with his principle and that is the person needs both and now they're just coming to refine or define different ways that a person can express both Okay, that's the East. say of the Mishnah to end the Maral's Ma- explanation. Now it's late. I just want to finish with one last observation. On is called an isseicha. Presumably, Seicha was a place. We don't know where Seicha was, but just like in other Mishnahs, when it wants to talk about somebody who lived in a certain place, it calls him a man of that place. Like we'll have the next Mishnah. Yehesi an He He's a man who lived in Yisaykhir. And therefore, simply Reuven Antigonus was a man who lived in Seichah, wherever Seichah may have been. But uh, there's another allusion here as well, and that is we know the Torah says that Sarah Avino had Sarah Imanu had another name. She was called Yisca, and how was she called Yisca? So the Gemara explains she She had a vision of prophecy. She could see with the Holy Spirit. And if that's the case, even though we said Antigonus was somebody who came to give us advice how to replace the, what we lost when we didn't have Naveen, he was called an Ish Saykhoi, a man who could see, a man from the Naveen. He didn't have Naveen himself, but he could give us the formula how to recreate the level that the Navi would have. And that's why this is specifically Antigonus' advice, and that's why you can specifically at that point in history. And that is the advice how we can reclaim the, the feelings of Ava and Yira, which would be part and parcel of the ver even in the Da we no longer have the ver.